And now, from beyond our dimension, this is the Jeff Mara Podcast. Here's Jeff. My guest is Michelle Zezo Berenger, who during her near-death experience was in heaven and brought back some comforting messages. Michelle, thank you for joining us and welcome. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Michelle, let's start on the day that all this happened and go from there. Okay. It's a very good story and quite amazing. So the week before I died, my father-in-law passed away. So my daughter, Sarah, who had just had a baby, was up visiting and I was excited to see her. So I worked extra hard at work. I, I, I managed this estate sales store. So I worked really hard. I was moving furniture around. I came home, my friend Allison and my other friend Gretchen, they happened to stop over. We sat and visited for a little while. I was trying to call people. I couldn't get a hold of anybody. I couldn't get a hold of Sarah. So I was just like, I'm going to get up in the morning, have breakfast with her. I was excited about that. I was excited to see my daughter. And I, while I was sitting in the chair, I was having a snack of applesauce and pepperoni, salt bomb, sugar bomb. No, not good. And I said to myself, hmm, I wonder how much of this I can eat before I actually have a heart attack. I need to change my life. I got up. I went to bed. As soon as I laid down, this thing started in my chest and it, it felt like contractions and it was strange. And in my head, this thing popped in my head that someone had sent that when you're home alone, having a heart attack, if you go like this, and it stops, it's not a heart attack, it's probably a panic attack. So I did that and it didn't stop. And I said out loud, oh my God, am I having a heart attack? And this voice came and it was loud and it was outside of me. And it said, you're gonna have to get up, you're gonna have to put something on, you're gonna have to go right now. You're gonna have to drive yourself to the hospital, you need to get in the car and you need to go right now. I listened, I got up, I put on this big night shirt, it was between July 14th and 15th of 2017. I grabbed my keys, I grabbed my phone, and I, I went out and I got in my car and I started driving. The hospital's three miles from where I'm at. As I'm driving down the road, I can hear, hurry, go, hurry, go, hurry, go. And I'm thinking all these things in my head because this voice is here like somebody is really with me. But I also have my regular thoughts like, I hope the police see me. I hope I can get some help. I need to get there. I hope I don't hurt anybody. So I'm driving, I get down the street, I turn left to go up to the hospital. I still have about a mile and a half to go. The voice stopped and the pain stopped. And I thought, oh, I'm having a panic attack. I'm having the worst panic attack I've ever had in my life. I'm crazy, I'm going home. I pulled in that place to turn around. I started to go to come back home and the voice came back loud and, and hurry and it said, no, you must continue. You must go. Hurry, go. And then it was hurry, go, hurry, go. And I went, I was driving 75 miles an hour to get to the hospital. I got there, I pulled in and I'm thinking, I'm going to be here for a while. I can't park by the door. And then I'm like, I don't have a, a handicap placard. I can't park there. So I'm trying to park the closest place I can get into there and not be in the way. And then I realized I have to call somebody. I tried to call my daughter, Katie. She answered the phone. I let her know where I was. I said, I'm at Connie at hospital. I'm, I'm having a heart attack, I think. Come. She said, where are you? I said, I'm at Connie at hospital. Come. 
She said, okay. So I knew my people knew where I was and it was between me and God. And I just looked up because I didn't know at that point if I could make it from my car to the door. And if I had gone down, no one would find me because nobody was out there. It's a small area. So I just asked God to get me in there. I walked in the door. I said to the girl, who's the daughter of a friend of mine, I said, I think I'm having a heart attack. She popped open the door and there was the head nurse, Dave Shumate. And he, he looked at me with this horror look on his face. And I thought, hmm, because like I said, all this stuff is happening, but then my brain is still working on the inside. I'm thinking, why is he looking at me like that? I'm not bleeding. He was looking at me with horror. He got up and he stammered and he got me and we started walking to this bed and I could see this bed. The light was shining on the bed, you know, the emergency room light. And I started going and my legs gave out and he got me and he got me on the bed. And then the doctor came in and they started pulling all this stuff off and doing all this stuff. And they said, yes, you're in full blown cardiac arrest. Where do you want to go? And I'm thinking, heaven or hell? He said, no, Cleveland or Erie. True. And I'm like, you know, trying to think and he's talking to me and he's asking me these questions. And I wanted to go to Erie. St. Vincent's is where I wanted to go. And then while I'm sitting there and they're working on me, I sat up and I grabbed my keys and my phone for some reason. And I said, get my baby here, get my baby here. And I started screaming like a lunatic and I didn't even care. I just wanted to get my baby there. And then I said, I'm going, I'm going. And my hand clenched like this and it started raising above my head. And I was watching it and I was looking at them and I'm looking at my hand and I said, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. And then I was gone and I was, I was in the most amazing place. It was like coming up out of an elevator. It was like, that. I was like, it was fast and it was right there. And I come up and there were people everywhere and they all had on white gowns and to the left of me, was this gentleman and he had the most confused look on his face. And I thought, because I'm considerate, I guess, I thought, wow, he's in worse shape than I am. And I watched him walk. And as he walked past me, he had this gaze fixed going in his direction and I followed it and then boom, there was my, my boyfriend who I loved so much. He actually passed away 15 months after this, but he was still alive when this happened. And he was the only one that had on regular clothes. He had on his Grateful Dead tie-dye and his gr green khaki pants. And he was as he was. And he was there and he was smiling at me with the most loving smile. And I was so excited to see him. All I could say was, what are you doing here? But I don't think I used my mouth. I think I just said that. And he just smiled. And then behind him, I saw my dog Luna come out behind this silver veil. It was like a silver veil hanging and it gathered at the bottom. I saw her run out and then run back behind it. And then I saw like a city skyline, all of my animals that I ever left, well, ever lost. They were all just sitting there, had a lot of animals. They were all sitting there. And then I looked back at Rich and I smiled and then he waved his hand like this. And the people kind of parted and I could see down, way down, a little to the left. Everybody needs to calm down because heaven's just a little to the left. The righties need to calm down. 
So anyway, I see these people and they're in a circle and they all have on white gowns, but they have the most beautiful color sashes and I can see them flowing. And then the color of Easter, the soft, beautiful pastels. And I could see purple and green and yellow and blue. And then here, I got judged. I do believe I got judged because they they also say when you first get up there, you can hear, I guess this would be the music, but it wasn't music. Uh, it's, it, it's Israel, 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 Israel. They said that Israel, Israel. And so it's not Israel, I don't think. It's Israel. Yes, is real. And, and for some reason, people who are, and the words that I used in my head, people who are dicks, you know, when you just like have to deal with people and you're like, man, what a dick. Those people are blessings. Those people who challenge us, they showed me they are blessings because they teach us things, they grow us, and they they are important and they matter and they help us. Even if we think we're better than them, no. We are all so very loved. So, so very loved. Because I, they they also said, as I said in our thread, they, you know, they said, Israel, Israel. And they said, the end is near, but do not fear. Everyone is welcomed. Everyone is loved. And that's when they gave me the knowledge of people who are dicks are blessings too. And that every single person is loved. Every single being on this earth is loved so much. And as I was being judged, my biggest thing, my biggest regret was that I didn't love myself more because God loves us so much. And I also got that the free will, the gift of the free will that we have, so that if we want to be dicks and we want to do bad things and we want to live life, it's all forgiven. It's all okay. We do at the end face ourselves and the things that we do to hurt people and the things that we do to hurt animals we do feel that pain and we do regret those things. So the best thing to do is try and be kind because it's just going to make your life easier. And everybody has a bad day. Just love everybody. So back to my death. <laughs> so I saw these people and I started going for them, the gowns. I thought it was important that you know that they told me that stuff. The gowns, and I'm going, and I'm going, and everything is gone. Everything, I am free. It's like being four. You don't have any worry. You're just excited to see what's next. You just can't wait to see what's next. Everything is gone. Everything is lifted and it's the most wonderful feeling. And I was going and I was not looking back and I was on my way. And then these sparks start coming out of my boob. And these, and I'm like, they're coming out. And I feel like 
somebody's got an electrical extension cord and they're poking me with it and they're pissing me off and I'm trying to brush it off. And I'm like, you know, I'm trying to brush it off. And then all of a sudden, that kind of was what it sounded like. I was back in the emergency room and I have never been so angry in my life. I was so, so angry. But there I was. And then the next thing I know, my daughter comes in and she's over top of me and she's like, mom, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, mom. I'm so sorry. And I'm like, it's okay. I said, you're going to have to, I said, tell the grandbabies about me. Tell your brother and sister. I love them. I have no regrets. I love you. It's going to be okay. You're going to have to be strong. And then they took her away from me and they took her and this was before I knew about benzos. They took her and she's like down on the ground and she's screaming and she's screaming. I'm like, give her Xanax, give her Xanax. No, 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 Xanax are bad. And then the next thing I know, I'm back, I'm back up at heaven. I was dead 21 minutes the first time. The second time it was eight minutes. So here I am back and I'm happy. And I know, I know the difference between here and there. And it's not like a dream. And it's as solid as this. And it's, it's real, is real, is real. So I'm standing there and I'm waiting for all the cool stuff to happen again so I can get down that hallway or wherever it was I was going to get to those people. I was still surrounded by people in white gowns and, and it's like a street fair, like it's super crowded, but it's not crowded. You, like when you're walking around a street fair and you got room to move, it's great. It's like, that's what it was like. And I was standing there and I'm waiting for this stuff to happen. And then it occurs to me all my questions that I had about heaven. Like, what am I standing on? I looked down, I saw four by four white tile. Hmm, what do I look like? Am I still fat? I look down, my boobs are up here. My hands are young and healthy. My hair is long and healthy. I got my high school body. I'm like, yeah! I'm standing there, I'm looking around. I felt my mother and my grandmother come up behind me. This is a very good one too. I went to look to, to, to see them because I knew it was them. You know when somebody comes up behind you, it was just like that, I knew it was them. I went to look and the voice said, no. We don't look back here. Everything is forward. And as much as I wanted to look at my grandma and my mom, I listened to that voice. So I turned back around and I'm standing there, I'm waiting. And what do I say? Oh my fucking God, I'm here. And then I come up like that and then boom, I was back. I was, and then I thought I was paralyzed because I couldn't move. And, and they had me in a helicopter and I, and I couldn't move and I was trying with all my might to move and I couldn't move and I was very aware. I was absolutely aware. And they're going, okay, well, let's just give her some pain meds. And I'm trying to tell them, no, I don't need pain meds. I don't want the pain meds. I couldn't feel anything. I felt great. I couldn't feel anything. And I was trying to tell them and I was batting my eye and I remember the one girl looking at me and I was trying so hard to communicate. That was so scary. 
that was the hardest part about that was not actually dying because dying doesn't hurt. It didn't hurt. It never hurt. It hurts to heal. And so then I was back and ever since I came back, life's been pretty hell. My boyfriend died. My daughter almost died a couple of times. She got lost in the woods. I'm the, I got over that boyfriend dying and I had another boyfriend that I thought was safe because he was younger and he'd lived kind of far away and we just would talk. He died. So I feel like this is hell. When people say, do you believe in hell? I believe this is hell. And we get to come down here and we get to experience things. And the sadness and the grief and the anger that we experience is really actually a blessing because we don't feel that in heaven. And life is really short. And we only do this for a little while. Make the best of it. But learn. Learn from this life. Try not to have to come back here again. But it is in the big picture our choice. God gave us that free will. And he takes us and he loves us. And we are all welcome. And getting into heaven is a birthright. No one can take that from you. Michelle, thank you for sharing your experience with us. It's fascinating that you saw your boyfriend there that who was alive. Did you tell him yeah. did you tell him about that and if so what did he say? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um I told him he now he was very into he was very intelligent and he studied theology very much and he would say that he would astral plane and he said that he hung out in heaven a lot and he wasn't surprised and he acted very cool about it. But I kind of probably had to freak him out. But then he died suddenly. He had a heart attack. And he was only 49. He, he had a business. He was stressed out. He drank a lot since he was young. You know, not just drugs kill you. Lifestyle gets you. And, and when it's your time, it's your time, I guess. The, the second boyfriend, he had a widow maker as well. He, he was only 49. So, yeah. I, I'm never dating anybody again, especially anybody like under 49, you know, around that age. Do you think that you were possibly talking to this boyfriend's higher self since he was still That's alive? What, yes, that is what he said. He thought he said that, that he thought that was his higher self. Now, what I think now, because there's a couple of things that over over the time, because it's like I said, it's going to be six years. What's the date today? Oh, my God. Is today today's the 13th so tomorrow is actually the anniversary of my death it'll be six years tomorrow i was dead between the 14th and the 15th i i had heard because i don't know the bible that well but someone had said once a time once upon a time that when you die the person you love the most is who greets you and i always wondered well how what if the person you love the most is here how are they greeting you there I think Jesus disguises himself as the person that you love the most so that you're not scared. Because I'm going to tell you what, once I saw him there, I was not scared whatsoever. And I thought that was very, very thoughtful of them to make that, like they come, I don't know who, but they, they come when you die and they help you. You have choice. If you want to go to hell, if you think you deserve to go to hell, you're going to whatever hell is. You probably just come back to earth. But 
I think you just come back to earth because this is hell, especially what we got going on. Well, you mentioned Jesus. Has your religious views changed since the experience? So unbeknownst to me, I actually came into the world a dead baby. And then somehow I wasn't. And my neighbors, Mr. and Mrs. Chips, used to take me to Sunday school when I was a little girl because I was the only child in the 70s. I'm a Gen Xer. My parents were not around. So they would take me to Sunday school. So I learned about Jesus. And when I was, I'm an only child, and I used to play with Jesus. Like I would sneak behind the couch when I was supposed to be in bed, and I would be alone, and I would talk to Jesus. I, I thought he was real. He is real. Is real, is real, is real. And so I've always had a relationship with Jesus. And growing up, I would pray for things that I wouldn't think would actually come that calm. I have some amazing testimony of some prayers that I've asked for. And like the things that come, pretty much everything I, I have prayed for has come in some sort of way as a blessing or a blessing. You know, most of them are blessings. Everything's a blessing because sometimes the really bad stuff ends up being good stuff or you learn and you grow because we're all just here to learn and grow and love and help each other. And death is not the end. It is not the end. It is, we do not end our conscious consciousness this voice right here the voice that i heard that was talking was right here and like the way it felt to me like i like to decorate things and and i'm kind of a handy girl so if i paint a room and i redecorate it and then i put it all back together and i stand back and i look at that room and i think in my head wow look what i did it's so beautiful I just love that. Look what I did. And those little things you think in your head when you're proud of yourself. That is the voice that I heard while I was there. That is the voice that was communicating. Is that the voice that told you to go to the hospital? Uh, no, I don't know where that voice came from because it was outside of me. I asked my psychiatrist about it and she thought I was... What do you call that when you disassociate? She thought I was disassociated. I've been disassociated because I've had some trauma and some tumultuous things in my life. So I have been in the worst places possible. This was the most calm thing. My death was amazing. And I'm, I'm sorry I'm back, but I feel like I need to let people know not to be scared. Do not fear. Do not fear. Everyone is welcomed. Everyone is loved. And we are all loved so incredibly much. So much. And we got to love ourselves. Was, it's okay. was the voice male or female that told you to go to the hospital? That's a question the judge asked me because I got pulled over and I had to give my story in court under oath. So it was, it almost sounded like my grandma. It, it, it didn't really sound like male or female. It was just a, maybe more male because when it was telling me to hurry, go, hurry, go. So I would say a more masculine voice. But it was comforting. 
and it told me what to do. Like I was definitely not alone. I was not alone. None of us are alone. We're always, there's, we are so blessed. There's so many things that we cannot fathom with our brain. Cause there was a moment while I'm standing there, when I saw the animals and rich, I did have like this awareness of everything, the whole secrets of the universe. And like, I knew for a moment, I knew everything I ever wanted to know. And I knew how everything worked and I knew everything. Look. Can you see it? Yes, it's beautiful. Okay, just wanted to share that with you. Because <laughs> God makes some beautiful stuff. <laughs> you seemed disappointed that you didn't love yourself as much as God loved you or loves you. Yeah, or it, I don't love myself enough, or I should love myself more, and I'm working on that. I don't think it's possible that we could love ourselves as much as God loves us, right? I guess that's good. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't love myself enough because I should love myself more so I can love others better. And that's what I'm working on. I'm doing a lot of healing because, you know, I have, you know, I'm a mess, but I am not bipolar. I have CPTSD, PTSD, and ADHD. But I got faith and I got love and I got kindness. Do you feel that when you went to the other side, it's basically still right here, but like in a different dimension? Yeah, it's like right here. It's like right here. It's like right to the left. It's like right here. And I feel like our like we all live in the same thing. Like when you when you don't have this body weighing you down, you can do anything and go anywhere. And do I believe in aliens? Yes. You want to know why? Because our God is so amazing and such an amazing creator. Why wouldn't there be? Why wouldn't there be other forms of life? Why do we think we're so special? We're the only ones. We're not. Like, I'm sure God practiced a lot. God's been around forever. I'm sure. He, and he's a creator. And our creative side, when we bring out our creative side, Get your coloring books and crayons out. Be creative. That's being close to God because God's a creator. And when we create things, that's why I think like in that voice in my head, like when I created that room and I was so proud of it, I think that's how God feels because like that was going through my head while I was there. So it's got to be something important. Hmm. You know, that being creative is, is a blessing and it's who we are. It's an innate in us. So we need to make things. We need to make good things. If you had a friend that was suffering over the loss of a, a loss of a family member, what kind of advice would you give them? I'm sorry for your heart and I know you're going to miss them, but they are having the best day of their life right now. It's a freaking party. My friend Allison, Allison. Uh her mom passed away. I died in July, her mom passed away in December. And I was still like high on that just coming back. And I I just I just know I was so happy for her mom. Be happy for our people who pass. Sunset. I know I told him. So when I when your mom passed away. Yep. Did my words help you at all or no? I don't even honestly. She probably don't remember because it's so shocking. But I don't really. 
Can you see it? Yep. Maybe you can put that in the thing. But I know you can edit some of this. And we're live. But hey, here I am. It's who I am. It's how I am. Um, just that death is not stopping. Death is, this is a candy shell. And we have it here. And when we leave it, we are still us. And we just go back to our most vibrant, healthy, happy, excited self with no trauma, with no pain. And it's hard for us because we miss them and they're such a part of our life. But they're so fortunate to be out of this heavy, hard world because it is heavy and it is hard. And it's a lesson. It's just a lesson. It is a lesson. That's why we're here. While you were there, besides seeing your boyfriend, did you just kind of completely forget about this place? At first I didn't. Oh, well, at, yes. Yes, kind of. Like I put it behind me. Like the worry of here was gone. But then that second time when I said, oh, my fucking God, I'm here. I did for a flash second, think of my daughter, Katie. And then just for a second, I was really sad at heaven. And then I was back. I forgot about that. I'm sorry, I didn't tell you that to begin well, with. That's okay. A lot of times I find that when a near-death experiencer remembers a family member, especially a child, they immediately come back. Well, that's, yeah, that's what I did. And then she was a real jerk after that. We went through a lot of like, oh my goodness. Oh, that kid, you don't even know. You just don't even know. Like everything bad imaginable, we went through. And and I tell her, I came back from heaven for you. You better straighten up. And she's doing good now. She's doing good now. She's living in Florida. I'm proud of her. That's great. What inspires you about your experience? Everything. It... just everything. My mind is blown. It blew my mind. It blew my mind. And I'll tell you, I can hear animals talk. I can see colors on people when they're sick. Um, I know when you're going to die, not like healthy people, but if you're sick and you're getting close, I can tell you just about when you're going to die. Not, not exactly because only God knows. And there's always things that can change. But usually I'm right. And the thing that's really hard about having that gift is you can tell people they don't listen. Both of the boyfriends, I told them, you need to like do some changing. You need to settle down. You need to start thinking about being healthy. And they didn't listen and they were dead. <laughs> Daniel was dead within three weeks of me having to talk and Rich died two days later. So yeah, I know, I know a lot of things and I see a lot of things and, and that, you know, the end is near, but do not fear. Like, do you tell people that? That's why it's taken me a long time. Where the world is now, I think people really need to know, you know, they just need to know that, yeah, things are, things are pretty bad and they're going to get worse. 
and they may not get better. Keep your life close to you and keep your loved ones close to you. Do the best that you can do while we ride out this until we get to the next to the next realm, but we will. And and our soul families, like I'm I'm pretty sure I saw my cousin Mark down amongst those people. It was either Mark or Jesus, because Mark was a beautiful man. It could have been Jesus that was standing there, but it felt like they were there and they were waiting for me, like they were making a place for me. And I feel like that too with the people, like some of the people that have passed, even some of the, the musicians, rock stars, people who we love and admire and who've been a part of our lives, who've passed because there's been so many people passing away. I feel like they're going to the next realm. And then when it's our turn and we go, once we get adjusted, it's going to be this again, only better. And the people that we know and we love and the things that we're comfortable with and the things that we love, they're there. They're there. And the people that go before us are making a place for us and making a way for us. I do not study the Bible as much as I should. So, but a lot of the stuff that I know does kind of correspond with it. And, and I'm always open to learning. After your experience, did you notice that you had any new abilities that you didn't have prior that could be considered psychic? Yeah, that's the seeing the, you know, I can hear animals say words. Like my dog Trevor told me he wanted to be called Trevor. I want to be called Trevor. I heard him say that clear as a bell. I'm like, you want to be called Trevor? And the dog flipped out. And I have witnessed so it's not real and it's true and 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 like sometimes in the sunlight when i'm when i'm healthier if i'm smoking my cigarettes i'm not as healthy but i can see and it's gross and it makes me kind of want to throw up but i can see illness on people i can see it's like a cloud of color and it floats around them and it goes in their mouth and it comes out so i can see that so, yeah. So now I have to tell you this. Before I died, I decided that I was going to have my own business and I wanted to have a business that nobody could take away from me. And like I said, I came into the world as a dead baby. So I've always been that girl that people come to. People come to me. I can sit like this and people will come and sit by me and talk to me. They will tell me all of their heartache and their sadness and I will cry with them and I will be their friend and I will help them you know however I can I've done this since I was a little girl and then so I was studying to be a psychic because I wanted to help people and I wanted to have my own thing that no one could take from me and before I died like three weeks before I died I started seeing ghosts everywhere I would see like half bodies there was this guy when I would leave work, there was this guy standing in the corner like this and he had on a blue shirt and dark hair and darkened eyes. And every time I would walk by there, he would hide like that. I could see people. I didn't know if people were real or if they were spirits. I thought some people were real who weren't. But that was because my heart was blocked and I was very sick. That heart attack was coming. So I was close to death. So the closer you get to death, the the thinner the veil 
the more you can see we are surrounded by spirits. We are surrounded by energy. Nothing dies. It, it lives forever. And it is, it is everywhere. So yes, I, I, and I, and I definitely believe way more than I used to believe. Like if somebody tells me something, okay, I'm not surprised because from what I saw, Hey, anything is possible. They shocked me six times to get me back. I was dead. And I walked back into that hospital a week later to thank them for saving my life. And, you know, it sounds so ungrateful. I just want to be with God. But I got, I got work to do here. I got people to let know that we're blessed. Don't be sad. Embrace the death of your loved ones. Take care of the people that you have now. Don't take them for granted. Love them. Show up. Call them. Be there. We're blessed. After watching this podcast, people may want to reach out to you and ask you questions. Are you open to that? Sure. I want to help anybody I can help. What's the best way to contact you? Probably hit me up through Facebook. Because I don't always check my emails. <laughs> I would hit me up on Facebook. Um, Michelle Zezo Behringer. And if I don't get right back to you right away, I, you know, I'm, I have a little ADHD. Maybe hit it up again because out of sight, out of mind. But I, I do. I would like to write a story or talk to people and go places, maybe go to churches. I do want to raise money for that little safe house that I'd like to do here. Um, I don't have anything, but I have everything. So I don't need anything. I do readings for people. I don't charge. I say, if you want to feed me, you can feed me. You know, if you feel like donating something, you can donate it. But generally money I get, I, I give back. I have this Amish gentleman. He sends me money every month. It's like 200 bucks in a, in a folder, you know, just cash. And then I take that money and I, I use a little bit for me, but mostly I... I give it out. Like I was giving out $20 bills yesterday. It was great. <laughs> you know, I saw two homeless people. I gave it to them. I said, don't buy anything bad. God bless you. <laughs> you know? So I like to do that. I like to buy for the people behind me in line at McDonald's or wherever I am in drive through I try and spread joy. I try and be light. And when I can't be, I stay home and hide. I'm home a lot. <laughs> Michelle, before we finish up, can you give us one last positive message? Love each other. Be kind. Don't be a Karen. Don't see color. We are all loved. We are all blessed. Don't judge others just because they sin differently than you do. Just love each other and be grateful and be glad know that we all, you know, we all die, but we don't, just our bodies do. Michelle, thank you for that message. And thank you for being my guest. Thank you for having me. I hope I can help somebody. You already have. Oh, good. <laughs> good. Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara podcast. 
I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.